So, any questions tonight? Yes. Um, <clears throat> Srila Krishna Bhaskari Raj Goswami and Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, he's talking about that, introducing the principle of Guru Takva, and he quotes a verse from the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam of um, Krishna talking to Uddhava that the Acharya is his self, Krishna. And then in the purport, Srila Prabhupada says that the Guru is the Supreme Personality of Servitude and Godhead. But I've also heard that term used in relationship to Balaram. So um, the question is, is a Guru always uh, like a representative of, of Balaram, empowered by Balaram? Uh-huh. I've also heard that some Gurus, gurus are empowered by Radharani. Mm-hmm. She's also a perfect servant as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes the term uh, Akanda Guru Tattva is invoked um, in relation to Nityananda Ram, who is, of course, Balaram in Gaurila, um which is uh, to say that he is kind of the reservoir of the Guru Tattva. It's said that, in Bal- that Balaram is the is the um, the mool or the root of the serving attitude in every bhakta. Hmm? So he uh, is Bhagwan, and he is a bhakta. Uh, the guru, of course, is not Bhagwan like Balaram is, who's Bhagwan and a bhakta, but he is a bhakta who's uh, representing. Bhagawan, so there's some similarity in that sense. Um, and um, and you're correct also that um, as much as Balram is Bhagawan. Is the Krishna is the is, these two come together? So there's not really a Krishna avatar. There's a Krishna Balaram avatar, and the two are coming at the same time, and um, they're coming as the personality of God had served and personality of God had servitor. So yes, Balaram is always uh, in some serving capacity in relation to Krishna. <clears throat> um, that's true. Um, and so, you know, you could say, like you mentioned, I guess he's the best devotee. Then there's Radharani, who's the best devotee. But Radharani is not uh, Bhagwan, but Shakti Tattva. Mm-hmm. So, um, as much as Balaram serves or... Uh, uh, plays that uh, role, it's kind of waxes towards the Shakti, right? Mm-hmm. But he's Bhagavan, mm-hmm. so it's peculiar, but different than in Radha is 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 uh, is Shakti Tattva, but in of course in the highest sense she waxes towards Bhagavan also <laughs> in the Manjari Bhav. Then sometimes she's thought to be elevated along with Krishna to be the object of love, Radha and Krishna combined. 
because the goal of that love is to co- is to combine them, to bring them together, right? Um, so some similarities, some 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 differences, um, and um, I wouldn't look at it um, in necessarily that um, that the guru who is um, himself or herself um, idealizing or absorbed in Madhurya Rasa is the representative of Radha and the guru absorbed in or idealizing Sakyarasa, for example, of Balaram is necessarily the manifestation of Balaram. wouldn't look at it like like that, because we also say, of course, Radharani's Bhakti Devi, and there's a little Ladini, uh, the Radha as the presiding deity of uh, in every devotee. So um, I would look at the two figures as the perfect examples of service in the two different tattvas, Shaktiman. And Shakti, Shakti Man refers to Bhagawan, who's the the ener- energetic energy, and Shakti is the energetic. So we have the perfect example in each uh, uh, on, on both sides in uh, in in uh, in Balaram and, and Radha. And again, it's not that Radha isn't in the lives of the, the devotees who are in in other rasas besides Madhurya Rasa. And that Balaram is not in the lives of uh, devotees who are in Madhuri Rasa. And we talked about that at some length the other the other day in one of our talks in uh, in the Hillsborough area. What important position he holds and uh, and how he contributes there in a covert way in Krishna Lila and in an overt way in uh, in the Gaur Lila, right? Hmm. So in Prabhupada's writing, he's he said something like that. He's both the representative Radharani or a representative Balram. So just different ways of 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 looking at that. Um, it's true that Balram presides over the Samanda Rupa or Sakya Vatsalya and Dasya, and Radharani, in another sense, is presiding over Madhurya Rasa Kama Rupa. Um, and uh, so you know you will have the extreme form of um, adherence to devotion to Radha in, in Gaudiya, for, Gaudiya form of Madhurya Rasa. But still, Balaram, Nityananda Prabhu is important. He has to pass, pass through him. He said to have given that to the world in Chaitanya Bhagavad, as I mentioned the other day. So so I wouldn't, uh, I would think about it in a more of a broad, uh, general way um, like that. And I think that um, you you know you might not find that um, statement outside of Prabhupada's books that the Guru is a representative of Balaram or Radharani. It's kind of a way that Prabhupada was thinking about it, and it certainly is is um, accurate. Some people I have heard uh, they oppose the idea that Nityananda is the reservoir of Guru Tattva because they want to think Advaita is because they're in the Advaita party bar. They take exception to that. So, um, <laughs> different feelings, right? But 
Certainly Balaram's position is, is different than uh, Mahavishnu's. Of course, if they want to take it away to and take him beyond Mahavishnu, as, as they do and as appropriate, that's another thing. Kavikarnapur sees him as also a coward in Krishna Leela. And then in the later works of the way to Paribari, he becomes, uh, becomes a gopi. <laughs> so, um, uh, but, yes, um, uh, these ideas are clear, clearly underscored in the literature. Balaram, so the serving ego in everyone, in every, not everyone, but every bhakta, because everyone doesn't have the serving ego. They have mostly the enjoying ego, but the, in the bhakta, this is the rule of that. Chaitanya Charitamrita said the root of that is uh, is, is is Balaram. Hmm. What else? Do you have a question? Yeah. Um, let's get back to it. Um, so sometimes devotees will write books, obviously, um, maybe about like Prabhupada or just things in general, but sometimes it seems like their character may be, like, kind of questionable sometimes. Um, the authors? So, yeah, so, like, does the, but then sometimes, like, the devotees might be really inspired by certain books. Um, so, like, does the character of the author matter? That's my question. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. According to Prabhupada, it matters. <laughs> 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 he was pretty strong on the point, as a matter of fact, about who should write and what their qualification would be, and uh, and so forth. Um, at one point, he told us uh, the only other person qualified to comment on Bhagavatam that he knew was Sridhar Maharaj. Mm-hmm. Amongst whom, of course, there may be other people he didn't know, but um, Sridhar Maharaj certainly set the bar for a high um, standard of, of qualification. Both in his in his inner spiritual uh, realization and his his, his uh, scholarship, hmm. um, that's why when the task came uh, to Prabhupada's disciples, as it was thought, to complete the Bhagavatam, which was his desire, that he himself was not able to do, having passed from the world and the near the end of the 13th chapter of the 10th canto, when the work was taken up by the leading devotees of the time, they began by consulting with Sridhar Maharaj. Unfortunately, that was not followed through on, and uh, and ISKCON leaders, they uh, forged a... Um, what do you call it? Uh, Separation between their their society and uh, Sridhar Maharaj, and so his uh, his um, input, his uh, comments, uh, so forth. We did not have the opportunity to take advantage of in terms of a Bhagavatam commentary. Having said what he had said about him, Prabhupada, um, uh, that's why they went, you know, in the beginning and and consulted him. Some other authors also um, consulted him. Um, particularly uh, thinking of the, the original biography of Prabhupada and Sridhar Maharaj was consulted and he gave some advice but I don't think the author liked the advice so much and uh, went about it in his own his own way to some extent. Um, 
and so that um, would have been a beautiful. Uh, it was obviously a, a, a the door for that being opened by Prabhupada. It was, uh, as I see it, a, a bridge to help to qualify uh, younger uh, Vaishnavas who should be authoring something if they're going to be teaching. Hmm? They should be able to offer offer something. Prabhupada himself said the first business of the acharya is to make a literary contribution, and so with good with good guidance, they uh, they had the opportunity to uh, to um, have that kind of input, which would have always um, as well. Um, um, served as a considerable impetus to improve one's own um, character. Besides what you could say this, you shouldn't say it like that, you should look at it in this way, and like if you want to look at the life of Prabhupada, look at it like that. And there have been pr- problems with the original biography of Prabhupada, how some people didn't like it for certain reasons, talked about Prabhupada in certain ways that that, uh, that uh, didn't work with their sentiments. Others, it worked for their sentiments and so forth. But, but at any rate, besides that kind of more maybe technical input, the important input is what you're talking about: to have good character and uh, and um, and uh, and I mean, not only good character, but re- realization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. um, and so, at least with that kind of mentorship. Uh, which was would have been was different in the way that Prabhupada mentored because the circumstances were very different and and the contribution was was different in a different time in their lives and so forth. It would have been very, um, um, I think, uh, helpful to produce a body of continuing um, literature, whether they be. Um, uh, well. Biographies or anecdotes about Prabhupada, which is what you're kind of talking about, which there's the plethora of them, right? There's they're they're coming out like like anything here, there, and everywhere by whomever, um, and um, hmm? yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> we publish. They publish anything. Those people inward, yeah. Thankfully, they. They have an excuse for that, so um, or a redeeming policy. <laughs> um, that's an inside story if you don't know. But uh, but at any rate, um, yeah. I mean, whether even that uh, those types of books are the best types of books, um, I think there may be a place for them. Um, but they, in one sector, they become the predominant. Literary output amongst uh, Prabhupada's disciples, and I, I think that's um, unfortunate that it's not something more than that. It sounds blasphemous to some. What could be more than anecdotes about Prabhupada and so forth? Well, one of the things, of course, they're anecdotes as remembered by so and so, who whose character may be such and such, and um, and so. You're getting so and so's 
Prabhupada, in a sense, and one might be uh, mindful or concerned about that, which is kind of what what you're um, expressing. Um, certainly, there's an interpretation. Obviously, I speak about Prabhupada in a particular way, and it's often quite different than, uh, than, than some others do. And if I was to write a book which would include anecdotes about Prabhupada, it would be, they would be, I would do it in my way, that what I thought would be tastefully putting them here and there amidst, you know, a quite a considerable body of philosophical insights and uh, tattva and, and so forth, that the tattva would be, would be ornamented with tasteful uh, anecdotes about uh, Prabhupada's life and so forth that they illustrated um, rather than just the nectar, uh, <laughs> if you will, which is then again, it, it, it's, it speaks about the, in one sense, uh, perhaps a limit of realization about tattva on the subject of guru, for example, guru tattva. Uh, so many books about with anecdotes and not much about Guru Tattva, probably the most profound book about Guru Tattva that's been published since Prabhupada's departure is A Sri Guru and His Grace, which came from Navadvip, from the words of Sridhar a very powerful uh, book. Hmm? So, um, so uh, yeah, Prabhupada was very uh, um, strong about, in his opinion, about being having qualification for writing and, and not writing for certainly for for making uh, uh, doing the rounds and, and making a living um, that was if it if it should turn to that that would be the uh, really the uh, the very thing that he uh, cautioned against you know you have that uh, bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur started these theistic dioramas to depict um, theistic uh, points of tattva in ways that would be easily understood and digested in an entertaining fashion, even for the general public. So one of the dioramas that he did was a a, um, a, a Brahmin standing in front of a of a of a kind of a see-through curtain, behind which was his family. Hmm? And he was reciting the Bhagavatam, and the implication of it was that that um, his recital of the Bhagavatam was a little different than Sukadev Goswami's, mm-hmm. because he wasn't reciting the Bhagavatam to get money to maintain his family. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, it wasn't a paid job for Sukadev Goswami, but rather he was. Uh, um, blessing the public by his Kuranayavaka, uh, Kuranayavaka, what is it, Kuranayavaka? Oh, by his karuna, by his compassion, that, that Sudha Goswami says his work arose out of, his speaking arose only out of compassion. Uh, out of compassion he spoke on the secrets of this Purana. So this compassion is uh, implies a fullness, a completeness that... Um, Qualifies one, Nivrititarsher Ubagiyamanad. The Bhagavatam itself said, Nivrititarsher Ubagiyamanad. This is Sukadev. Pariksha is saying this in the 10th canto, what I cited earlier, right in the 1st canto. 
first or uh, early part of the second, uh, the first canto. When Sudha Goswami begins to speak, he offers his respect first to his Siksha Guru, Sukadev Goswami, who he heard the Bhagavatam when Bhag when he when Sukadev was speaking it to Parikshit Maharaj, and he praises him with a number of beautiful verses, saying that it was out of compassion that he spoke this, the secrets of this uh, this Purana. He revealed them. So he had nothing, excuse me, to gain. He was not in want of anything. He was naked. Hmm? He wasn't even concerned for clothing himself, but to speak of clothing his his baby and making, you know, got to change. They got to get new clothes every, you know, six months at a certain point. And uh, so you got to keep that money coming in. You have to have a livelihood. So um, he was not a professional reciter of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? But uh, he he was a, a a transcendental reciter of the Bhagavatam, um, and so and then in the tenth canto, as as Sukadev begins to narrate the tenth canto at the request of Prichit Maharaj, he says the Raj, Nivritar Sheru Pogiyamanat Bavosa Dat Chotamanobi Ramat Kotamasloka Gunanuvaranam Pumanvirajetam Vinapashubhnat. So he says. He characterizes Sukadev as a qualified person to speak because he's He has no, he had no want, no need. Hmm? Hearing the Bhagavatam from such people, this becomes the aushadi, the medicine. Hmm? For the Manobhirama, that please the heart and purify the heart and the mind. Hmm? So that kind of speaker hmm, is um, um, who we want to hear uh, the Bhagavatam for. Hmm? Um, so the text itself of the of the core text of the Godi is the Bhagavatam. That all the texts are really kind of branching off of, for the most part. The Gita maybe is, you know, as I refer to it, as Bhagavatam is the sequel of the Gita, so it's connected to the Gita in that way, and precursor to it, speaking about spiritual intelligence, by which to enter into the spiritual life of the Bhagavatam, from spiritual intelligence of the Gita to the spiritual life of the Bhagavatam, and then the life is many, many branched, so many books coming out, comments on the Bhagavatam, there are books in themselves, and then the Lila Granthas of the Goswamis, all drawing uh, from the Bhagavatam. Um, um, and so the book itself speaks strongly about a qualification for the speaker, or for the reciter, for the author. So it was a point that Prabhupada emphasized um, considerably, and um, and I, it, is a, it is a concern for me. Hmm? If I uh, attempt to read a book, who the author is is, is a concern, and, and of course, if you know something, you can you can if you don't know the author, you can read it and see what what is his or her qualification. The qualification there's different qualifications too. There's qualifications to write. Somebody recently wrote a book, published it, and I saw it and I thought he doesn't know how to write a, a book. Hmm. He's not a, not a, even a writer. Yeah. So maybe you shouldn't be writing books. Or you should practice. You know, 
It's not just like cut and paste, you know, put a bunch of things in here. <laughs> so that's on one level from a from an academic point of view. And there's something to be said for that too. It's not that rasa hmm, arises out of, bhakti rasa does not arise out of poetry. Secular rasa arises out of the poetry. Hmm. Secular poets in, in Indian aesthetic, they were dramatists, dramatists, they write, and 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 in the writing, the, the secular rasa appears. But in bhakti, bhakti rasa is not caused by poetry, and one doesn't need to be a poet to get it. Hmm. But what happens is that rasikas, devotees, can express their rati and their rasa in this world. And what we have seen historically is that they have felt that the best language in which to do that is the poetry. And so they follow then, the, the, so to speak, the rules uh, of the poet, of poetry, drama, of the arts, and so forth, of Bart Mooney, who was a secular rasa theorist, uh, theorist uh, or writer, whatever, um, the original Bard. And, 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 and then, then that poetry coming from itself, from rasa, becomes a secondary cause of rasa. It's actually the rasa and the rati of the devotee who we hear from that is the cause of rati, which turns to rasa in ourselves. It's not the poetry, but the poetry becomes a secondary cause when it itself is the expression of rasa in this world, in, in literature, on the part of rasika devotees. They can, they can express it not only in poetry, but they can, you know, their, their bhakti, their rasa turns the whole world really into, into poetry. They, they start to see everything as an udipana for, and the cloud becomes the udipana for, for their uh, Krishna bhakti, reminding them of Krishna's complexion and so forth. So rasa turn, can turn the whole world, hmm, if you will, into a secondary cause uh, for for rasa. But we're speaking about the literary um, expression, right? And so Rupa Goswami is clear on it. You don't need to be a poet hmm, to uh, to get rasa. You need to get rati to get rasa. And you get rati by hearing about Krishna from the right people. Hmm? And they may speak in poetry, writing poetry, sometimes in prose also, <laughs> and uh, make philosophical points and so forth as, the, as they do. So our hearing is... Uh, um, is um, is our ear for hearing is to be lent to the to the proper source uh, for hearing, right? Hmm. Um, so, it uh, yeah, there's there's some um, some qualification is required, and if that is not um, and you know, and so unfortunately, excuse me, but unfortunately, um, that exactly what I'm saying gets also taken out of context and misunderstood and applied. We've seen in the modern times in such a way as to say, 
only Prabhupada can write books because he's the only qualified one. <laughs> he's qualified. Nobody else is qualified. You, are you qualified as Prabhupada? What are you supposed to say? Yes. You know, then, then they go, see how unqualified you are. You're so proud of yourself. You think your books are as good as Prabhupada? If you say yes, you lose. If you say no, you lose. Right? If you say yes, just see. We don't dismiss him now entirely. If you say no, then what's the use of Why write it? So it's not, it's not a spiritual question, really. It's not, it's like they ask, have you seen Krishna? If you say yes, you go, oh, you're really proud. If you say no, you say, well then, why should I listen to you? I've seen Krishna. So it's not a, it's not a, it's not really a spiritual question. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, um, it's loaded. It's, uh, it's, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's got a, yeah, yeah. And so that emphasis that I'm giving is abused, as to say, only the previous acharya could write, and 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 it, that was this is something that Prabhupada himself experienced, hmm? independent of us, before any of us came along, or he came along and picked any of us up in India, he had written um, some commentary, and he was not. Um, connected with any particular branch of the uh, now branched out uh, Gaudiya Math. And uh, at one point he wrote to Tirtha Maharaj, who was in charge of the official Gaudiya Math, hmm, the corporate official branch. And he would say, "This is the, you know, if you don't come through this one, you can't go. You're not connected to Bhakti Siddhanta. Forget the Sridhar Maharaj or the Keshava Maharaj or that renegade Bhakti Bhidanta Swami or you know, so the, the renegade Bhaktivedanta Swami, if you will, um, he hadn't taken sannyas yet. Now that I think about it, as well, Das, he wrote to Tirtha Maharaj about taking sannyas hmm? and joining, you know, that branch, if you will, of the of the mission. And in the context of asking that, he said he had, that he had written some books, and he, he probably was really looking for someone that would help him publish the books and give him sannyas and he'd be assisted in this way in his preaching. As Bhakti Siddhanta came to in a dream, told him you should take sannyas, or somebody did, I think Bhakti Siddhanta did, and, and some other person said, you should take sannyas if people want to, won't, won't take you seriously otherwise. Um, so so he wrote to Tirthamarsh, and Tirthamarsh wrote back and said, yes, you can come and join, we will see about sannyas, you know, we will examine and think, and, and so forth, as far as your books go, uh, that is not important now. We are publishing Bhakti Vinod's books. Are your books better than Bhakti Vinod? You know, he didn't say that, but that's what he meant. So Prabhupada just forgot about it. He didn't, he didn't write him back. He just went on and looked for someone else to give him some yas and someone else to publish his books. Hmm? Ultimately, he published him himself and didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> I mean, he had a few cases or trunks of books and, you know, and nobody was buying them. Nobody was buying in India. There was no appetite, you know. And he was one person, so he collected up a couple of trunks and managed to come to America. And then, you know, he he got uh, he landed on fertile ground, and he got assistance. His books were published and widely circulated, and so forth. But um, my point is that he experienced the same thing. You know, who are you to write books? We're writing. We're publishing Bhaktivinoda's books. You know how many books Bhaktivinoda wrote? There's lots of them that haven't been published. So there's a, a couple of lifetimes of work there. So there would be no time for Prabhupada's books. 
we're glad that you know the Prabhupada you know didn't follow that advice, right? And published his own books. But he, he was experiencing the very same thing that some persons, some of his disciples are doing now in relation to others. Hmm? Hmm. Questioning their qualification. It's a good point to question the qualification. That's a good point. Hmm? But then you, like Karnamrita has just said, well, you have to be able to evaluate qualification also. Hmm? If I say, who are you to write a book? Well, take a look. Who am I? What do I do? Hmm? If you, if you, if you're traveling around the world and opening ashrams and preaching and making devotion, maybe 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 you got some qualification. You know, so it would be a. If you're not, you might say, you might question if you're doing all those things, uh, like a lot of maybe uh, senior or older members of Prophet's Mission living somewhere, getting by, making a living, and and uh, and, and then writing a book, you know all collecting in a, in a similar geographical area. And my thought about it probably going to say, weren't, weren't you the president of Chicago? Weren't you the GBC of you know Canada? Or weren't you this? What are you doing here? <laughs> you know, why are you, you know, doing uh, that kind of um, service and you're writing a book? What's it about? It's about things that you did properly. What, what are you doing? <laughs> you write about what I did. What are you doing? That is a... Uh, so this is... The way I would uh, think that he would respond as uh, some of the books about himself, even writing a book about me. Hmm? What uh, my life was was teaching how to do. What whatever? How are you doing that? Hmm? So he was could be a little imposing in that way, and, and for good reason. That was his, his his duty to do so. So. So on both sides, yeah, you need the qualification, and then you need to understand how to evaluate the qualification. One way to evaluate it, as I said, is, well, go ahead, try it, and we'll read the book. And then if you know, then you can say, mm, no, on that one. At least the Prabhupada's idea was, was that there would be, and he formed it, a publishing house that he called the Bhaktivedanta Book Trust. And that then it would have an editing team, and then the books would be submitted, and then they would be evaluated by persons who are qualified to evaluate them from a literary point of view and from a point of view, uh, from a spiritual point of view. It was a rabbinical type of engagement. And uh, and then there would be the yay and the nay. And then, uh, sorry, you know, we we're other sorry, we can't publish your book, you know. Try again. And this goes back and reminds me of the of the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when Sarup Damodar was his secretary in Jagannath Puri. And different devotees would come with written offerings uh, glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, they, Mahaprabhu, and they would go through Sarup Damodar, and he would not pass all of them on to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If, excuse me, they were defective in terms of tattva or rasa, Chaitanya Jarta, Rita teaches, they would be rejected. So there was some um, editorial board. Sarup Damodar was the was the head chief editor there. Uh, in that sense of uh, what would get passed through to to uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and become a, a bona fide uh, poem or whatever. So um, Prabhupada obviously wanted something like that. He, he That's the one thing as I was saying the other day, that he wanted centralized in this movement. He wanted decentralization for the sake of individuality. Hmm? You know, he wanted like small government, you know, individuality, 
uh, and self-reliance and uh, this kind of thing, uh, independently thoughtful persons. Not that we're mean, as some people can be in that, going in that direction, but compassionate at the same time, but wisely. Um, so, so at any rate, uh, that he wanted, but there's one thing that he wanted uh, centralized, and that was book publishing, that there would be a certain standard both in the, in the editorial, um, in terms of content, in terms of um, composition, and also then in terms of packaging, you know, he wanted, you know, he wanted certain standards that American public, Western public would, was accustomed to and would be attracted to. He thought Krishna's book should be packaged as good or better than, than anyone's. And he wanted his own words edited to meet a certain standard of English that the English reading public would, um, would identify with. There was a, there's a story of how, at one point, um, the uh, uh, one of Bhaktisiddhanta's disciples said that um, that if Guru Maharaj Bhaktisiddhanta spells a word differently than Webster in English, then the dictionary should be changed. Mm-hmm. And some of the devotees went jai, and then another devotee said. Well, uh, I don't think Guru Maharaj would want us to do that because, well, we might think that was great. Most people would, would dismiss him for not knowing how to spell. Do we want the general public to dismiss him thinking he doesn't know how to spell? Or do we want them to think that he knows how to spell enough to entertain the possibility of reading the book and then getting the value of it and thinking that his value compared to Webster is, you know, immense. You know. But the, so that reply was thought to be a more advanced understanding than the more sentimental and fanatical uh, understanding of changing Webster, which is it's a nice sentiment, and we appreciate that. But uh, so, um, so yeah, the, the qualification of the the author is uh, is important, and uh, and uh, well, the character and and, uh, and realization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did have a question. Let her let her just yeah. She wanted to finish that or some comment on that. Um, well, just. Yeah, if it's a follow-up on the same topic, and then we'll take Lisa's question. Um, you said that there was that there's a place for those books in some ways. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, like, kind of like inspirational books. Um, what what place is there, and are there books that you would recommend? Maybe. Well, I'm saying there's a place for writing books that are you know remembering things that. Uh, um, for example, the Prabhupada did and citing them. There's a, there's a place for that. Uh, I don't think it should eclipse, you know, the, 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 everything else and become the standard of a, of a book that everybody reads and other ones that are philosophical and uh, you know uh, that that seek to, to ground the sentiment in in something that will be that will be then cause it to be fruitful. In terms of spiritual sentiment, um, and I think that that is somewhat of a of a problem if we were to look at everything that's been published uh, 
by Prabhupada's disciples, we probably have a lot more of, I'm just making an assumption, but I mean, there's a whole bunch of them out there, um, right? Anecdotal type of books, and and uh, they keep keep coming out. Um, so um, there's a place for it, but but not maybe that big of a place, and um, and and then you know you say that people are enthused by the books. Or what did you say? Yeah, like, I mean, like some devotees are inspired by. It. Inspired by, they're inspired by. It. So you, you know, that's another thing. What it what it means to be inspired. People could come and say they were they were it was ecstatic, you know. And I'm looking at them like, you sure it was ecstatic for you? You know, maybe it was. You know, but you know, it's not. It shouldn't be a cliche. Hmm? So enthused, enthused. You know, how does it play out? Uh, you know, um, uh, you know. You can, you can, uh, you can press people's emotional buttons and get them enthused and get them to do things too. Hmm? It's not a particularly policy of mine. Uh, I want them to come based on the the philosophy. Otherwise, it'll just you know, it'll just backfire on you. Just to press emotional buttons, just be an honest person, give the philosophy, and not that you're not sensitive to their emotions, but I mean, you know, to make the whole thing out of that is is obviously a a problem, right? Mm. I'm not saying that anybody else is necessarily doing that, but there probably is are some. Um, so, um, you know, so what does it mean to be enthused? You can go to a gathering of people who um, I've had the uh, well, I had the misfortune, and it came up the other day of having been invited to um, a a, uh, a mission that I hadn't visited for ten years, and for a different purpose and um, and while I was there uh, another for a different topic and while I was there another issue was pertinent in the group and the issue was whether the jivas fall from Goloka or not and somebody had in the group had written a definitive book pointing out that that was not the, the, the Siddhanta and so I had the misfortune of being in a class where one fellow uh, gave a class from the Bhagavatam and used it as a platform just to address the issue of the day and um, and give this fire and brimstone talk about how offensive this idea was that uh, that that no one falls from Vaikuntha and how it was so against Prabhupada and so forth. And then I'm sitting there and I was getting a little nervous. I didn't have anything to do with it, but I wasn't on that side of the fence, you know. And then when it was, and the person didn't use any names, but everybody knew what he was talking about. And then after the talk, another godbrother of mine stood up and said, Swami, could you give the name of the person and the name of the book that you're talking about? I thought there was going to be a lynch mob right, right there. And uh, 
And uh, I used to go, whoa, so I don't know if I want to be here, you know. <laughs> and sure enough, when I went out, some, some devotees surrounded me and said, what do you think of that, you know? And he would say, they make us some good points. And I said, well, I don't know about that. I'm just visiting here, and I didn't think they were going to give the point, but... Uh, so they were enthused, right? <laughs> so, you know, that's a big term. Uh, so just because somebody's enthused by a book, you've got to kind of look at that, too. Well, what is the enthusiasm... Uh, Based on and is it? That's why again the need for for some philosophical ground that we can you know as common ground. And the prophet emphasizes again. Again, you have to your standard of books, um, you know your standard of knowledge, the, the scriptures, and what points you make have to be supported by them and and so forth. And uh, and if you can make a strong and whatever enthusiastic and zealous case and cite the you know from the books from it. Um, you still have to be willing to hear from somebody else who says, well, I don't think your quote's right, and this is why, and why, and this is where you got that wrong. And, and so for the, if he or she could do that, then if we were to follow Prabhupada's standards, then you'd go, okay, well, I'll, all right, I'm, I'm, you're right, I'll go that side. But if there's no even ear for that, and I'm telling you, in that class, there was no ear. If someone had gotten up and said, you know, question the otherwise, I think you misquoted that over here. That you don't understand Vedanta Sutra because you, you know, you, you've uh, cited it wrong. This was actually being said here, and this was, you know, you would not have been, uh, would not have been the place to do that, probably. Hmm. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating a little, but not too much. <laughs> so. So anyway, what it means to be enthused, you know, by a book, uh, is that's, that's also another thing. And if the enthusiasm is just waiting for the next antidote, you know, mm-hmm. which all translates into you know, the Prabhupada is great, and we just follow Prabhupada, which who isn't here right now to follow in the same way that he was uh, previously, then, you know, there was a village near here in North Carolina called Prabhupada Village that was built just to make Prabhupada the center. And then they could have named it any number of other things, you know, that more similar to what goes on the, in the Appalachian Mountains, you know, the Hatfields and the McCoys is basically what what it was for for years. And I don't know, maybe still at this point fighting over over what prop who what prop it is, what he wants, what he, what it, you know, it was just unbelievable, um, wasn't it? Um, so far from Prabhupada Village, you know. You, Prabhupada Village, you can buy real estate here. Who wouldn't want to go, you know? You get there and like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Lisa, <laughs> All right, bring us down, okay? <laughs> to the ground, in a good way. Crazy question. Yeah. <laughs> um, my dad, you know, of course, recently died, but he's around me, or there's something around me and talking to me, and I'm not crazy because this has happened before from my nephew that got killed and, and my great my grandmother and stuff like that. Um, and I'm wondering because I can go into a deep meditative state and there is more information given to me. Is that like on a, a metaphysical level? Is that some kind of level? Is that him? Is that his spirit? Is that his soul? What is that? Well, it could be any number of things, but you know, the important thing probably is what 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 information, if you will, you're getting and what you do with it, right? You know, he loves me, hey, and telling oh. me some information about some other stuff. That, if it's useful, take yeah, advantage of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and just surrounding me, being with me. And it usually happens, they stay, something like that, stays for a year. Well, enjoy it while it lasts. Well, yes. <laughs> but I, I'm wondering, you know, should I seek further? Because, you know, I don't want to go into deep meditative state and introduce some kind of demonic thing in there. I don't know how that how that would happen. But, you know, I can, I can contact or... I can allow certain family members or their spirits. Or something. Keep it within the family, I would say. You know, I would. I would that was that on a different plane. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Was it, hmm? is it just metaphysical? Is it on a different plane? Well, it doesn't sound physical, does it? No, it doesn't. So it's not, definitely not physical. Must be beyond the physical, then. That's what metaphysical well, means, I, right? I, well, should I? What is the word? Manifest? Or should I? No, I would just, uh, I wouldn't do either one. I wouldn't encourage it or I wouldn't stay away from it. So if it comes and it's good and you get value from that and you get confirmation that your father loves you, which you already knew, but you want further confirmation. It helps you to deal with the with his physical passing and have an assurance of yourself that, uh, you know, that you'll also pass from the world and it will be no more than a passing rather than a than a finality and so that's that's good that can give you some um encouragement to systematically pursue spiritual life at the same time so i would uh you know if that kind of thing happens to you take it as some type of a of a, of a, of a blessing of sorts uh, communication and and uh, then, then you th- as again, you think you have to think how to deal with what whatever you get from it. It should play out in your life in a positive way. Does that help? Yeah, it should. There's okay. Other strange stuff going on. Well, well, I'll avoid that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, just back to the book book writing because I know we have some authors in this room. Are, we, have, you know, we, have, we have some authors in this oh. room, <laughs> and you know. I, I mean, I, I hope that no one's going to take that as like um, discouraging. You know. Well, I would uh, I would I would add to that then, um, and I, I appreciate the point that um, that, or I would remind you, I should say, of how what I said earlier was that I felt that um, that um, that in introducing. Pujapatrita Marsh into the equation of our spiritual lives, Prabhupada afforded us a mentor that could help us to qualify ourselves for service that, in one sense, was to be expected of us. And just like you were a book distributor, then you should become a book, you should graduate to, to a book writer. He used to say it takes more spirituality to be able to draw down from above something to put in a book than it takes to take a book and circulate it. Hmm? So there would be a progression. And just to give an example, so so if you have, it's one thing if you're just out there and you know and and uh, and, and and you're writing a book about Prabhupada because he's the only authority in your opinion. And suddenly you become an authority on on Prabhupada for for everybody in your own mind, regardless of what your mind is on. You know, eighty percent of the time, 
and so forth. So it's another thing if you have good guidance, like Sridhar Maharaj or another senior Vaishnava who you seriously getting help from and guidance and you've understood and and that person encourages you to write and uh, and uh, and so forth and like some of you have written and taken things from me and tried to put it in your own words and so forth that seems like a good a good exercise right yeah. and, and I'm a little unclear of what books you are talking about are you talking about memoirs or are you talking about who me when you did the question, you read oh, like you know, books, maybe um, introductory books about Krishna consciousness. No, the, the original question was about memoirs, I think, right? Yeah, about memoirs, or was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. No. Okay, okay, I, I'm confused how you're, who you're looking at, but um, I was thinking like, yeah, like, sorry, um, like. Yeah, like 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 um, like memoirs or like biographies about Prabhupada or like their experience of Prabhupada. Um, right. You know, I guess I guess or like the yeah, memoir. I guess it's mainly what the memoirs. Memoirs. Yeah. Memoirs. memoirs. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was. Saying. Because I I think it's like you said, it's a very fine line. I mean, because there's 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 certain memoirs that have been written that 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 were. You know, like Yamuna, for instance. Yeah. You know, so so, uh, and that that was. You feel some are better than others. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some people may be more qualified than others. Right. <laughs> so going back to what Walmart was saying, and kind of reader, I suppose it's it's, you know, you have to be able to look at the author and and see where he's coming from. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, a person you bring up Juno. She was probably a person that many devotees asked her to write something, and she had, yeah. you know, uh, a certain uh, um, number of years uh, of associating with Prabhupada, and she, and uh, but she was not like jumping at the bit to write and whatever, traveling around and and. Um, and do what she called the Prabhupada Kata circuit. Yeah, so she herself understood the point that I'm I'm making. Hmm? Uh, you, you know, you can go around and have your pratishta fanned and and get, feel important. Hmm? Yeah, so. All right, I think we stop there. Shishi Gorada Madhava Kijai Gaud Premanandi Grantara Shimad Bhagavatam Kijai